Hey, welcome back to another episode of Fractional, where we talk about business development and lifestyle, and we talk with business leaders and entrepreneurs who have uh, who have done some cool things, but really, you know, kind of done that in line with uh, with living the dream and enjoying life while you can. So today, I got Sandy Thorpe on the show. Thanks for coming, Sandy. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Sandy is a partner in Parastream Development, and uh, they just won the Coastal Entrepreneurship Awards um, in the development space. And uh, so, we, so we're going to talk about that and learn a little bit more about Sandy's story and uh, how he's gotten to where he is. So, Sandy, I'll hand it over to you and introduce yourself. And yeah, there. Uh, Sandy Thorpe, been here in Wilmington for a long time, um, enjoyed seeing Wilmington grow, recently started working downtown on some infill projects. Down in Soda Pop District. Um, got a lot of recognition. Obviously, the CEA awards you were there, which yeah. has been good. Yeah. We try and fly under the radar, but it's been, uh, <laughs> you know, no, all press is good press. That's so, right. Uh, That's one right. of those things. You know, and, and so being there at the awards, like, you know, one of the things you guys said, which I thought was really cool, is that you're like, typically, you know, developers are not necessarily like looked at as like entrepreneurial aspects, yeah. but what you guys have done is you're taking a really entrepreneurial, you know, approach to development and urban development. And so, like, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, first let's talk about what do you guys, you know, what do you guys have, what's your footprint, and uh, and then, you know, kind of what you guys are doing. So, I mean, right now, concentrated down in the Soda Pop District, which we did not start. That came, credit of that goes to Dan Brawley with Cook Loris. He's been down there for 20 years. Um, him, Folks Cafe, a couple other businesses that have been there for, you know, 20-some years. Yep. Uh, we parceled together a bunch of parcels. Andy, my partner, he uh, came in and bought high wire, uh probably about three, four years ago now, three years ago now, Yep. Um, which kind of catapulted the whole neighborhood over there. Uh, yeah, totally. It was one of those things, once they did it, once you build it, they will come. Yeah. We saw that there. They hold events. They have over 1,200 people at some of their events, which is impressive for an 8,000-square-foot brewery. Heck, yeah. Um, so then parceled together – uh, I think it's about 21 parcels total. So we have three and a half city blocks down there, five buildings, and basically our phase one is the adaptive reuse. It's what, yeah. it's what both of us have always kind of been focused on. Um, Andy down from Charleston, he that was his focus down there, property management, and then looking at adaptive reuse with the old buildings. Me here in the in the I was more in the residential real estate, looking at picking up old buildings or old yeah. houses, looking at the commercial aspect, and then. You know, as he as he looked at coming here, he knew he was going to move here. We drove around, just look at stuff, write addresses down, mm-hmm. um, spend afternoons, take a beer break, uh, go, <laughs> go, go back out, keep looking, and some then, business um, development, checking out the the local it, restaurants. Exactly, and exactly. You know, that's that's part of it. We do a lot of business development, <laughs> business development, you know, research development, whatever yeah. you want to call it. We do yeah. a lot of it. Um, but that kind of catapulted, you know, his his aqua- acquisition of of the high wiring, him getting them here catapulted our whole you know, neighborhood over there. Yep. So right now we're 92% full. Um, we have Bowstring Brew Yard about to open. They're out of Raleigh. They're going to open up probably you'll see in the next three weeks or so. Yeah. Um, we've got the uh, Abby McGee and uh, Matt Ray from the Starling Bar going to open up a new bar here probably about Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so those will kind of be the traffic drivers. Um, we've got a artisan market run by um, – Bethany Carpenter with Panama Shrubs. Beach and Barn is down there. They do full distribution and a retail. Uh, Patriot Roofings. We cater a lot to the movie studios. We've got a guy in there who 
converts old school buses into RVs. And he's a new tenant, but he's rocking and rolling down yeah. there. So we look for these cool, eclectic um, small businesses to come be part of a community down there. And, yeah. you know, not just these people get lost in industrial parks. So we're trying to cater to this warehouse that's in the middle of downtown. Yeah, for for people that haven't been there, I was I was down there for a little tour, and I swear, yeah. like, you know, we walk through, and every like every room I go into, like, I think I said like that's cool or that's awesome, like five hundred times. It's like yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's like really freaking cool what you guys are doing. There's down a lot there. of cool, a lot of cool people doing a lot of cool things down there, and we're we're creating spaces for more for more of that to be yeah. part of this community. So I mean, like when you like, you know. When you think about being a, like a developer, it's like, you know, I take this and I build something. But like you said, you guys are building like an ecosystem and like a little like, you know, environment for to support small business development. Right. I mean, yeah, that's kind of. So any business, any real estate developers looking for, you know, we want credible tenants. We also want stability. Yep. But also, you know, there's the creative edge to it and being downtown. So you look for the happy medium and mitigate your risk by trying to have a little bit of both. Right. Um, so, you know, we've got spaces. We created these small retail spaces that are between 300 and 500 square feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these people have a chance to come have a small storefront and, and be a part of the bit, you know, the whole neighborhood. Right. Um, and then we've got 13,000 square foot sections for, you know, bigger warehouse users that yep. are more long-term. You know, we've got a roofer in there, mm-hmm. Patriot Roofing. Um, so, you know, we've got a little mixture of both. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And then, so... Tell you said you know kind of build it and they will come you know yeah. and on that philosophy like as a you know and then as a developer you know you kind of have like a plan but it's it's not like a like a for sure thing gonna happen. No, it's ever changing. Yeah, it's one of those things. So you know we'll we'll get the buildings to a certain point and then look for a tenant, mm-hmm. but then you know help getting them getting it to where they want it to be. Yeah. So on the tenant up it side, um, you know building it and they will come. You know. It worked once we had How Are There. Yeah, we that, saw the vision. Yeah. People weren't even next to a successful business. So right. we saw people, you know, other breweries, restaurants, people kind of pile in on top of that. We yeah. got the pizza place um, in front of High Wire, obviously Bowstring, which I mentioned. We have one more restaurant space, which is 4,000 square feet that we're looking for, kind of our next step up. So yeah. that'll be kind of the next project looking at. Awesome. So, you know, you start with one, and then you said you parceled together, like, 21 different parcels, right? Yeah, so we have some vacant land that had a bunch of random parcels yeah. um, in it. And we're looking at that as kind of phase two. So phase one was, like, buildings we have, mm-hmm. you know, adaptive reuse, create the spaces, um, at least get it to a shell. So that we're about finished up with that. We're The Ibis Bar with Abby and, and Matt will probably be, that one in the restaurant, our last restaurant space, would be kind of phasing out of phase one. Yeah. And then looking at phase two is more the ground up. So we have a couple infill projects as well as maybe some sort of living component over there as well. Got it. So the living component, that that block was multiple residential parcels at one point. Coca-Cola had torn down all the houses, so it's just a bunch of lots. Oh, my God. Um, so we got about 18 parcels on that on that. So did you did did one person own all this stuff, or did you have to go and find the owners of everything and like negotiate no, and try so to buy it? When uh, Coke sold it, which probably 2012, 15, somewhere right around there, mm-hmm. sold it to a gentleman here. He had looked at doing a couple things, didn't quite work out. Um, he had a, he had assembled or he had just bought it off from Coke and assembled one other parcel. Yep, that's on Market Street, and then. This whole acquisition was one acquisition from one guy 
Yep. But that being said, we're still short on time. It was, it was short on time, uh, a lot of moving parts. And then, you know, looking back, it's it's two of us. Yeah. So we're, we're a two-man show. Um, so it was, uh, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. It, was, it was a fire drill for six months, for sure. We took about a month off after that and kind of sat back and took a deep breath. Yeah, and just kind of like, you know, you know, enjoy like, hey, we got it done, right? Yeah, it was one of those. I think our wives appreciated a little bit. Of, yeah. A little bit. Of, they got some attention after that. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, was it was it kind of like a like a no shit moment? It's like, all right, we bought this. Now it's like, oh, now we've got to like execute and like we got a big nut to cover. Or, or yeah, were you guys I mean, feeling pretty pretty good about it at that yeah, point yeah you get to the lawyer's office you start signing papers yeah. it hits you pretty hard then yeah you're like oh, um yeah you, you know you're signing next couple of years of your life away so um we knew we had to execute i mean time is money and everything yeah. now, obviously it's been a changing environment and the economic side yeah so interest rates changing that we've seen a huge influx since we closed in 2021 so in two years we've seen interest rates climb Yep. You know, not just for us, but also prospective tenants. Um, and that's credible established tenants as well, you know, how yeah. to go get financing and it's getting tough. Yeah. So and then we've seen we, we hit right when the construction out of COVID just boomed. Yep. So we Price got prices going through. We got the, you know, we had hard bids. They were up forty percent from three months during due diligence. So yeah, so when you guys were doing your diligence, you were yeah, expecting so, this and you know, now it's our contingency was eating up pretty quickly then. Yeah. But that being said, you know. We figured it out. Those yeah. are just the moving parts you got to figure out. That's awesome, man. So I mean, I mean, that's that's business. That's life, right? Yeah. It's you have a plan. You do as much diligence and planning as you can. But the one thing that's always certain is that things are going to change, right? You got to adapt and evolve. That's right. I mean, it's just how it works. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, all right. So let's let's go back now and and learn about your story because i want to hear what you've done like how you got to this point where all of a sudden you're like a developer owning like this like super you know yeah. sweet spot so where did you go to college what did you do after college so, tell us the story grew up here in wilmington um went down to Ole miss for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, had a great time then went and got my cabin's license it was that was right about you know after the recession so graduate high school in 07 college um andy and i are about the same age so both you know out of school, jobs are few and far Did between. Did you know Andy back in college? No, I didn't, but okay. same age, so yep. jobs are few and far between at that point. Yep. And not the jobs that everybody loves to do. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I went and got my captain's license. Grew up here on the water. Boating has always been a big thing. Got my captain's license, went and lived in the Bahamas, worked on boats for seven years. So when here in the Bahamas, it, it provided me some free time when I was up here. So I had gone to get my real estate license, um, and when I was here, you know, poking around a little bit at it, then my dad had been in development here as well mm-hmm. and just had always had an interest in it. So, you know, it was one of those things that always been my mind what to do, but was still traveling on the boats. My life was boats. Had been in the brokerage business. Now you helped out in some brokerage stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did that for a little bit, kind of realized, the, you know, a little bit of the financing and trading side, like y'all were doing over there at Off the Hook. But um Kind of led me to the real estate, the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. More of a of an asset that lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. Than a boat. So how to enter? <laughs> yeah, depreciating yeah, asset. Yeah, it doesn't depreciate as quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, right. so I always had an interest in it. It was one of those things. So Andy and I met. Um, it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, and in, in Charleston, 
God, years ago. So his wife and my sister grew up here together. Um, after that, hit it off pretty good. Yeah. I think he realized that they were going to move to Wilmington at some point. Mm-hmm. So it was like when they would come up here, like I said earlier, you know, we'd get in the car, we'd drive around and write down. I've still got some of these papers in my office of like addresses. We'd go write down like anything that had hair on it and looked like that nobody wanted to touch. Yeah. <laughs> so I've still got these lists, like stacks of papers that we would do driving around and then, you know, so they're an email overnight of, of, you know, what we found about the owner, where they are, like stuff about the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it like residential? At that point, or just a little bit at that point we're looking at like, this was pre-COVID. So, I mean, yeah. anything that had some, some hair on it, like yeah. people want to touch commercial, multifamily, like smaller multifamily, yeah. resident, I mean, single family. You yep. know, we weren't scared of any of it. Yeah. Just kind of looking around. Yeah, got um, it. And growing up here, downtown, and especially my parents' generation, you went to church downtown, and then you came back. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a couple of cool restaurants, but there what it's not what it is now. Right, exactly. And Andy coming from Charleston, and him spending you know twelve years down there, yeah, he saw a lot of similarities in these in these neighborhoods and these districts that they saw that popped up in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, so the South South Front had kind of been semi-established down there by Tribute. The Cargo District was kind of on the rise. You know, this was five years ago, yep. was kind of figuring out what they were, what they had going on. Then right. it wasn't what it is now. Um, and this section over here, you know, Andy's the one who saw the potential in it. Um, he saw something that he had seen, you know, down the road in Charleston that had just flourished over a couple of years. So that was kind of, you know, that's when he, when he chased down the high wire building and, and got that, that was right at the beginning of COVID. Right. So um, that was kind of how Andy and I got to be, come together on this project, you know, mm-hmm. Him figuring out how to make get high wire here, get that building up and going, and then you know looking at the big picture of the whole neighborhood. Yeah, um, that's wild. Yeah, I mean it's you know now it's almost eight acres, three and a half city blocks. So we, like I said, we have seventeen businesses we brought to that brought to that area so far. Um, and honestly, like the majority of them, women led businesses as well. Yeah, we've got over over half of them are women led. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on down there. It's, it's time cool. to be a woman. There'll be there'll be room for a lot more growth. You know, we're like I said, getting past stage one, looking at uh looking at phase two, but <laughs> yeah. just taking a step back to look at the big picture again. I hear you. That's awesome. You get focused one track mind on one thing. So, you know, starting to figure out to step back and, and look at the big picture again. So if I'm like, you know, a younger kid, I'm, you know, eighteen, nineteen. 20, I'm going through college. Maybe I just finished college. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. You know, man, I want to be a developer. Like, I want to be like these guys. So, so should I go get my captain's license? Is that how, is that how you get there? I, mean, you know? I would say <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, to be honest. Hey, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, this is one of those things that when I, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. it's something that my, actually my father-in-law told me. He's like, don't look for a job, look for an opportunity. There you go. So, you know, don't look, don't look for, you know, just one job that you want to do forever. Look for the opportunity because you can always go find another opportunity yep. and keep building on that. Um, interesting way to look at it. So I like that. You know, he's, he's in the development world also. So it was just one of those things, smart guy, but that was one thing that I've, I've really taken to heart is take out, take a chance to look at every opportunity. Yeah. Um, not as a job though. And then you kind of having like some, you know, some background like with your family, like in the in that space, like you kind of, yeah. I guess you kind of like grew up with some of that, like 
just that was kind of part of. I mean, originally from Eastern North Carolina, small town, so it was one of those things like all the families own little little businesses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was always of interest to me. I've always been interested in basically space making. You know, we like to create cool spaces. Yeah, cool spaces for for and attract the you know the interesting the cool tenants that drive traffic. So, like, you know, going so from, you know, from college to traveling <laughs> down to the Bahamas, yeah. captaining, you know, being in the boat business, you know, now you're under contract to, like, you know, buy all this property. Yeah. And, you know, going through due diligence, you know, what, what was some of the stuff that, you, like, you learned? Because, I mean, there's some, like, you know, there's, there's law, there's finance, there's, you know, all sorts of different yeah. aspects that you have to figure out. And tell us about how you navigated that. I mean... There's multiple ways to do it. There's also, I mean, I think best solution is to hire the people who, who do it professionally. There you go. You know, get the environmental groups that you can trust, the lawyers that you have a good relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, brokers are involved. Make sure there's somebody who's who's present and, and a part of the part of the situation. Um, there was a lot going on, and like I said earlier, there's there was two of us. Mm-hmm. Like we did it all, the two of us. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean. You know, it just takes a lot of coordination, organization on everybody's part. And then, you know, being able to work together, make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. Communication, I'm sure, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, we didn't have an office. We had a container in the high wire, in the high wire uh, parking lot. So we were stealing high wire's internet. Uh, at 3 o'clock, you know, we'd, we'd be going into high wire. All our meetings were after 3, so we could go in and have beers. Yeah. And have people down there for, that was our meeting space. Because yeah. it was a. It was a 10 by 12 container that we had set out there. And um, so we were on the phone, I mean, with each other five, six times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keeping each other in the loop of what was going on on each other's side. So, you know, obviously different duties split up. But, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, what I what I read in a lot of, like, business books and, you know, just from other people that have been leaders and started businesses is that, it's all about the team that you put around you, right? Sure. Like you, you, you find people that are better at, you know, that are experts in certain fields and mm-hmm. you bring that team together. And I guess, I mean, that's basically what, what you guys did. I mean. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, credit Andy with putting the core team together, which is me. And then we have two other partners that are on the capital side. Yep. Um, putting the core, the core group together and then. You know, it was all about connections and referrals and figuring out who was the best fit for what and right. creating relationships with them. So, you know, when the next project comes along, we can call them. Yeah. And they'll be there for us because they enjoy being a part of a, of a big project. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen in, and heard of, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's business folks out there that are just known as like, you know, like, Hard line business guys, shysters, like, you know, they always win. Yeah, real estate sharks. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that always win. But, you know, my, you know, my philosophy is, you know, like, is relationships, right? 100%. You know, it's like everything, it's got to be a mutually beneficial deal or else someone's going to be pissed off at someone and someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. And that's not like a good sustainable way. It's, I mean. It's, You've been in Wilmington long enough to know that this town is based off relationships. That's right. Yeah. Small town. I mean, growing town, but small town feel. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. If you don't, yeah. it's only a degree or two of separation. Yeah, exactly. So it's not hard to figure out anything. Yeah. You'll get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, so the, 
I'm a big person in relationships. Yeah. Uh, personal person, like to sit down with them and not just not just meet them on an email. Like, rather go sit down and have a conversation. Absolutely. I think we're, you know, we're a little bit alike like that, you know, a little kind of old school. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm terrible. Like, we were joking. Like, you're terrible at text messaging. Oh, like, <laughs> I'm terrible at social media, yeah. like emails, whatever. I'm just like, let's like, well, we could like, if we could just go and meet each other and like talk for 30 minutes or an hour, like the amount that you can accomplish. Absolutely. Over a phone call or even like a Zoom. It's, you know, it's just like, I'm just like an in-person person, you know, like that's what. That's no, what I mean, you know, we beers the other day and i think yeah. we accomplished more than that than we've accomplished anything in our text <laughs> yeah morning. that's for sure <laughs> that's definitely for sure so you know um i was telling you so natalie and i we lived in europe for a couple years yeah and you know the 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 art the architecture the the city planning the way people live over there is so much different than the way we live in like the majority of the u.s absolutely right like you know like we were living in, you know, we were living in Zurich, and, you know, it's like what was the normal aspect was you had mixed, it was mixed use. Like mm -hmm. you have like yeah. you have businesses and coffee shops Got on the, the bottom. Got the aspect downstairs. Everybody's living in apartments. Upstairs. And everybody's living yeah. upstairs. And then and then those folks, most people like everybody lives in an apartment, but then they have like a a mountain house or like a cottage somewhere, and like that's where they go away for uh, the weekend. Yeah, like a yeah. little retreat. And here in America, it's like. You know, I live out in the suburbs. You know, I drive 30 miles to go to work. And yeah, like, I want the flat downtown for, to, for yeah, the weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's the opposite. So, and, you know, there's only so much space left in Wellington. In, in many places. Like, they're yeah. not making any more land. You know, that, no, that's, I mean, that's a damn fact. ice cream cone from Carolina Beach up to Hampstead to where 140 is. So, yeah. I mean, river cuts us off. Yeah, the exactly right. So, so, that in my, so that in mind, like, how do you, like, do you guys – you were talking about some like residential kind of mixed use. Mm -hmm. So like, have you guys are you have some of that type of like development in the plan where it's like work and live kind of deal? Or I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Looking at what we own downtown is like I said, three and a half city blocks. We got the brews, got the restaurants. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but work, live, play is kind of no, like seriously? the philosophy. No, it's it's and real, it sounds man. so cheesy. It's like the farmhouse signs you see in a house. Yeah. Um, but we've got an opportunity to really, really produce this. We're the largest UMX owner in Wilmington. Yep. Uh, or contiguous UMX owner in Wilmington. What's I'm sorry, what's UMX? So urban mixed use. Got that's it. downtown. That's the okay. zoning we have. Okay. So, you know, we've got an opportunity to produce on, on the commercial aspect, the, the playing aspect, the office aspect, the living aspect. Um, and working on pulling all this together. We're not ground up multifamily developers. You know, we're not sure mixed use developers. So, like, going back to pulling in the experts for that. Right. We'll probably pull in the experts to come do that. And either our partnership or, or pulling in the right person for that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's – we're not – we look for the infill, the, the projects that are that are already there, the adaptive and reuse. I'm sorry. I should have asked this earlier, not because I'm ignorant in this. What um, Explain what infill projects are. So, I mean, basically just, you know – Parcels that are have been skipped over downtown. Um, I mean, mostly we look at we've been looking at downtown, so mostly just yeah, you know, we've got some one-off lots down there where we'll put an office building. We might put some okay. Airbnbs down there, okay. or some sort of studio apartments. Um, so it's like it's like like a vacant piece of land between some like existing. It's not stuff. like what you're seeing down on Oleander with apartments or or uh, these big apartment deals. Got it. Okay. Or okay. plan develop plan urban development. So you got these. Or planned developments where you got these single family homes coming up and a 
plant development. You know, we're we're looking for the one off the niches downtown. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like when you think about it, you guys like really have the opportunity to shape. I mean, really, I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy as well, but like really to kind of shape the future of of what's going on where we live. I mean, that's, so that's freaking wild, man. There was a new there was a new land development code that got put in place during our due diligence, um, which had been in the works for. 17 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things we had to work through to preserve some of our rights. And also, you know, the city's got a chance to make us the poster child for UMX because going back and... You guys would look good on a poster. I've well, seen a couple of them too. <laughs> you know, not necessarily that. We're just saying like, the project as a whole, we've got the opportunity to, you know, to use us as the model for what they want to see downtown become because, like I said earlier, we're, we are the largest contiguous UMX uh, landholder downtown yeah. so you know we've they've got an opportunity to use us to try and create these these districts and what they want really want them to, see to, to be so yeah so what's that dynamic because you have like the, the county commission is over oversees the code right is that or so city this is the wilmington land okay we're in city yeah yeah, yeah the so, city yes yeah, so this was through the zoning office they just redid this code a very comprehensive code i mean we went to the office they pulled out a binder and that thing was Eight inches thick. I'm sure, you read uh, every word, huh? And we looked up the sections that, <laughs> that pertain to us. Yeah. Uh, but there were some things that, like, they didn't want to see a user come in the Coke building again, or they didn't want to see a large user come in. And mm-hmm. we had to figure out a, a common ground on square footage to, to, to save that that light industrial use. Right. right. Um, which, if we hadn't preserved that, that building was a scrap. Like, yep. And it was a very expensive scrap to do that. And then you got to figure out ground up, what are you going to do? And then that's when you start getting the multifamily guys coming in, just building, yep. you know, six, six story apartments, all kinds of stuff. So yep. you know, if you have four blocks of six story apartments there, it would be kind of weird in that area. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it was, that was a hard, that was a hard, that was a hard hurdle for us to, to work on. The time consuming hurdle. Yeah. So, I mean, is there, like, are you guys, like, kind of working together with the city? Like, they're taking input from you guys? Or are they, like, here it is. Y'all figure they've it been, out. This is what we this They've is been what great we to work with. Um, awesome. I mean, great feedback. They have great reception on our project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mayor's been down a couple of times. He loves that the city commissioners have been down. That helps, yeah. Good relationship with the, with the zoning, um, it, with the zoning office as well. They like to come down and come check out what's going yeah. on. So we've had a very good relationship with them um, throughout the whole process. Yeah. And I think, you know, ex- they're excited to see what's going on. They've been excited about the cargo district. They've been excited about South Front. I think they're excited yep. to see another little parcel of downtown, another neighborhood of downtown pop up. Yeah. And, I mean, it's because you guys are doing good work. Like, you're doing good stuff. It's not – it's more than – you know, obviously, you know, you're, you know, they're – there's financial aspects. We're running, you know, we're all running a business, right? Yeah. But, but it's, it's like value add it's for the community and you're helping other businesses start businesses, right? I think everybody over there, the city, I mean, honestly, the community as a whole was tired of looking at dilapidated buildings in that neighborhood Yeah. because there was one owner and he just wasn't making, he, he just was he was spinning wheels, wasn't getting traction. And I think that uh, everybody was glad to see something happen. Yeah. You know, there were, there are always this handful of people that, that don't think anything is, they don't like change. They don't want to see anything change. Yeah. Um, I think now they see it's probably for the better and yep. have accepted it. Yep. But, you know, in the beginning, everybody was skeptical of I what, bet. what was going to happen. And we've been very transparent on our plan from day one 
of what we're going to do. And, you know, we've held community meetings. We've been a part of them. Dan Brawley's had us over there to have neighbors come in. You know, we've, we've met with them and the city all in one room. Yep. And been extremely transparent about our plan and what we're going to do. And for the most part, everybody's on board. Everybody loves it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, you know, when, when you do what you say you're going to do, you start to build more trust, right? And then, and then you get some more momentum and people are like, all right, like, we're on board with this. Yeah, I mean, we, we really don't. I think it was like, it was the very beginning. Everybody was skeptical of first, like, we didn't really go out and say, hey, we put this under contract. It was kind of like, you know, you hear, you hear people talking about it over a beer or something, like, hey, somebody put that stuff under contract. <laughs> yeah. We were pretty quiet about it there for a while. That's cool. Um, I like so that. I think people were skeptical on who it was, what the plan was, yep. you know, what it was going to be, because there had been a lot of rumors floating around for a while. I bet. And, you know, not everybody knew who Andy and I were. And then, we came out and told them what our plan was, and basically it was to keep the old buildings, which people have loved to see. Yep. You know, there's 1920 buildings down there. Um, there's a lot of history you, you can't get back. They are torn down. Exactly. So, you know, phase one is to save those, preserve those, put the right people in them who are going to take care of them. That's awesome. I dig it. So I got I to tell you a little story because I, like, I, I don't know really anything about, like, development, zoning, all this stuff. And, you know, so my wife and I bought some land down in, in Seabreeze down near Carolina mm-hmm. Beach 2019. And that was kind of like, you know, my first, like, like legit real estate. I bought a, you know, I bought a house before. Yeah. But, you know, I like actually was buying raw land. And then we were going to build a home on it. So I'm like going through this process. I'm like, you know, like doing surveys, like, you know, like working with, you know, different people. And it really opened my eyes to like, oh, like I'm learning, you know, this is kind of what it is. And, and then, you know, we, we built a house, and that was a whole, you know, experience of, you know, learning. But then what the story I really want to tell is, like, a year ago, there's – there's and Seabreeze is still, like, just kind of like an untouched little spot. I yeah. mean, it's it's pretty sweet, man. Like, we live in the woods on the water. Like, I mean, you know, it's – You can't beat that. It's That's pretty, North Carolina right there. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> but there's, like, this eight – there's, like, three parcels of land that are kind of, like – in the you know that are untouched and it's mm-hmm. in the middle and it's like you know it's that's part of why we love living down there um but these developers came in and they put it under contract and they went and i was learning all about this they went to the county and they wanted to do a straight rezone from like it was like low density i forget what it was like r r5 r15 or something yeah something like that yeah. it was like low density like you know like you single know like, family yeah single family homes like that's what it's zoned as and they wanted to do a straight rezone to like high density, mm-hmm. and that was my first like experience of like, you know, no, like we're not, you know, this is this is crazy. You want to come in and build a bunch of apartments in this like beautiful yeah. part of town, and so we got the like got the community together. We went to the the county commission hearing, and we had like this huge like the whole neighborhood was there to like speak out against it, and they you know they basically were like, no, you guys can't do this. Yeah. And that was, like, my first experience to, like, you know, I guess a little bit of the world that you live in and, you know, some of that kind of development. I mean, we've got a lot of high-density stuff going on in Wilmington. Yeah. Everybody, people like to see it, but they don't want it in their backyard exactly. as well. I know, and that's, and that's exactly right. I, I was like, man, I'm, I'm totally a NIMBY right now. I like, mean, you read about this, you know, I read about Chris Curry or um, Steph Curry the other day. Yeah. And he was, uh, there's a big development trying to go in his backyard, and he's fighting it extremely hard and he's got plenty of money and he's got plenty of money yeah. you know but yeah. he's sitting there fighting because he doesn't want to see it in his backyard but yep. 
Yeah. But it's got to go. I mean, it's got to go somewhere. I mean, everybody, it's kind of this double-edged sword. Like, everybody says, we need more housing in Wilmington. We need more housing. We need more living. Yep. Whether it's affordable housing, apartments, single family, whatever it might and be. And it's not even affordable, is it? I mean. I mean, it's kind of one of those double-edged swords. Like, we need housing regardless. Yeah. Affordable, not affordable. You know, you need it all. Yeah. And we've got an influx of people coming here. But yep. People want to see it. They don't want it. They don't want it in their backyard. You know, yeah. they want to live the North Carolina dream, the country on the, in the woods by the water. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Which is which is it's tough because it's kind of like you're arguing it, that you need it, but you don't want to. You don't want to be able to see it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, where do you put it? Yeah. Um, it's 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 man. I've, and I've always like I've I've never like I I've never de- like like talking about politics or anything, but. <laughs> But like I mean, you know, it's it's like impossible. Like have being a developer and like you know being part of these conversations, it's impossible to not get into you know politics, right? I mean, it's it's there's how, oh, man, what's they, that what's that dynamic like? You know, I mean, they play a politics play a big role in it. Elections yeah. play a big role in it, Heck yeah. especially you know we're, right now we're doing everything about right, so and everybody appreciates that. So you know we don't have to go to rezonings. We're not right. doing that stuff. But I mean, we've got. Smart commissioners. We got smart councilmen. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens election season. Yeah. Um, on in, in the next couple of years. I mean, including all the way up to the to the president. Yeah. No, uh, definitely. So I mean, it the climate might change. We'll we'll see. Yeah. But it does play a role. It plays a role in everybody's business, not just developers. You know, it plays a role in the whole economic. Uh, everybody in that, in that the whole economic uh, landscape. Yeah. Oh man. Now that's uh. Yeah, that's a, a whole a whole nether a whole nether world, a whole nether conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, religion, politics. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay we'll stay, stay away. We're staying away from it's that like stuff thanks, on here. Thanksgiving man. Thanksgiving dinner right now. Yeah. Bring the, stay away from that. Yeah, we're but, staying uh, away from that. But so all right, so you know, we've got you said you're at about like nine you said you're ninety two percent. So yeah, we're we're right around ninety two percent um as a project whole. We're Backfilling, we got a couple of warehouse sections coming up soon where we've got you know, a sign lease, like I said, with the bar up front. We've got one more retail that we're working through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with the demand on retail, we'll probably create some more. We've got another opportunity on the Cook Building to create, you know, to do some more adaptive reuse to, so to take the warehouse and turn them into, you know, retail sections or something like that. Right. Um, just got to feel the demand out because there mm-hmm. was such a demand for warehouse in the beginning. And now we're seeing this demand for small retail. So. Yeah, tell me, tell me about how you guys kind of like underwrite prospective like tenants, because like I'm sure you got people coming out of the woodwork, you know, like I want this, I want that. Like, what are some of the things that you look at? Like, that's a good tenant. So I mean, well, I mean, to start with that, we look at uh, we look at vacancy rates across the board in Wilmington to see what there is. And warehouse has been a hot topic. Warehouse industrial been a hot, hot topic yeah. in the Wilmington yeah, area right. for a long time in downtown Wilmington you know there is none right you know we're one of the few buildings actually like considered downtown um that being said your large industrial users you know it's not your typical warehouse it's more like we call it urban flex right because we kind of dub that turn ourselves because you know we're downtown but we have this opportunity to have warehouse up for, or retail up front warehouse in the back yep um and then I mean going to look at tenants you know We've got this mixed use, and like I said earlier, it was like mitigating risk. Like you got your really stable, established tenants that we're putting in there. Mm-hmm. We've also got these, you know, small businesses in there. So figuring out, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, Diversification. Got to diversify. You know, smaller sections do help mitigate risk, but also we want to fill these big sections. We want to keep these big sections because, you know, who knows when somebody's going to need 13,000 square feet. Right. And being, uh, having these big sections, flexibility has kind of been like our best friends. Keep it, how can we section all smaller sections but keep it flexible? Mm-hmm. Like if we need to take a wall down or take a fence down or something yep. to make a bigger section. So when you, like, when you're looking, you know, let's say you've got a couple tenants and they're looking for, like, 11,000 square foot Mm -hmm. of space, right? So they come in, you've got a little bit of a, not a shell, but you've got kind of, like, you know, like an infrastructure to start with. And then from there, it's kind of, like, do you guys work together on, like, a build-out, or is that on the tenant, or how does that discussion go? Multiple ways. There's a base rate. Yep. As is. You can take it. Do what you want. Yeah. Sign a three, five, seven, ten-year lease, okay. and that's what you want. You know, we've got the ability to get involved with certain ten- certain tenants, mm-hmm. and not all tenants. We can't do it with everybody, but certain tenants, we've got the ability to get involved. Mostly retail, restaurants, is where we really get involved. Um, and we're, yeah, we're open to put some money into certain things. Um, so we got to look at obviously financials. That kind of thing. So you'll, so you'll ask them for their, you know, like P, like for some yeah, financials. Yeah, I mean, we like to see P&Ls or just like, you know, any kind of personal financials, what they've got going on. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we can just go give money to everybody. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. So, I mean. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, if they've got a good idea and we believe in it, you know, we're very opportun- opportunistic people. Yeah. Andy and I both. You know, we, we like to be involved. We're only as good as our tenants are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we create a space, it's kind of – you know, half-assed. Yeah, it's the tenant's not going to do good. But right. if you if you if you go all out and don't skip corners, you know, it's going to be a good space. They're going to survive. They're gonna they're going to exceed and hopefully grow. Is the plan? Yeah, you know, especially expand or expand into one of our other spaces is what we're looking for. Yep. Yeah, because you know, you, the business does good. Other businesses do well. Everybody's happy. The it's, the environment's it's the thriving. hot tide there. Everybody yeah. floats on a hot tide. That's right. Um. So. It's, uh, you know, it's good. It even brings, you know, the little guys up who are new in business. Yeah. And then the older guys, the, or the established guys, they can they can expand. It, and like I said, hopefully in one of our buildings. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, man. So it's, so what's, like, the next, like, you know, like, three years look like for, for Parish Dream? So, I mean, this was an opportunity for Andy and I to team up together. Um, so history on, on Parish Dream as a company was Andy was – Paramount Real Estate and Development right. out of Charleston. Um, I had Downstream Ventures, which was a holdings company that I used for for assets, flipping houses, that kind of thing. Right. Um, merge, Parastream. Yeah. So Parastream, it was yeah. a good fit for this company. And, you know, this wasn't opportunity of a lifetime to have eight acres downtown. Yeah, man. And doesn't, co- doesn't come across desk e- uh, often. And also, big undertaking for one person. So it seemed to be a good fit. Um, we are, you know, at, we're at a point where we're starting to look for other projects now. You know, it's cool. been one track mine, straight arrow focus on on the coke on not just the coke building, but the whole area. Um, so I think now we're we're getting to the point where we'd love to start look at something else, come back, look at this, and say, all right, we got the big, you know, took our mind off it, look back at the, at the big picture. Yeah, what we do over here. Yeah. So um, I think you know. As as Paris Dream or Downstream or, or or Paramount, 
you know, we're always looking for our, our niche, which is the infill or the adaptive reuse and the opportunity. So, mm-hmm. you know, people who have old family buildings or, or buildings that they, they see opportunities in don't quite know how to do it. Yep. Yeah. We're happy to partner up or, or help walk through that, that, that whole process. Yeah. No, that's it. That's a great way, way to put it. It's like, you know, I've got this really cool building. I don't really know anything about development. Yeah. I don't know how to navigate. So it is, it's a partnership. It's like, hey, you know, this is what we do. You I mean, guys have the That's one of the, the things, like, Andy and I both open to partnering with people on uh, on projects, and they might know what know, not know what to do and, and bring us on to, to help them walk through it or to, uh, yeah. you know, or if they just see opportunity, they just want to get out. Like, there's, there's a conversation there as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. It's really yeah. one of those things, like, there's no correct way to look at any project. Yeah, we were talking about structures the other day. I was asking you about it. You know, there's not one structure this this the standard issue. Right. Every deal is different. Every deal is different. Everything's different, and I mean, some work, some don't work. Yeah. You know, some things you always look at and be like, well, this didn't work this time. It might work on this deal. Yeah. Um, that's now that's a that's a fun way to live. I think you know, like every day is a little bit different. Every project's a little bit different. You're yeah. always learning, you know, and, and kind of like, you know, with, with my business where I get to work with a lot of uh, small businesses is yeah. that I get that, you know, it's like I get to work on different stuff. I mean, I'm doing kind of the same thing every day, but I'm doing it differently yeah. every day. And then, you know, we, we've got a, a problem, you know, that we're trying to solve. Over there's with. a problem every day. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> In our world, I don't know about your world, but there's a pro- there's something that comes up every day. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I, I really tell people like. They're like, so what do you do? I'm like, we're problem solvers. That's 100%. that's that's what we do. Yeah. We're problem solvers, and we're you know we're 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 your business. You know we're we're built on relationships. Like you know mm-hmm. we, we want to come out. We want to meet you. We want to shake your hand. We want to learn about your business. Yeah. We want to learn about what your personal goals are as well. Because at the end of the day, like you know, I I. I have a job and income so that I can go do the stuff that I want to do, right? Like, Absolutely. I'm not working because I like to work all the time. And I guess I'm pretty fortunate that I truly do enjoy what I do. And I can tell you guys no, we're, really enjoy what, what we're you guys do. We're both excited about it. And going back to the research and development, you know, that's that's part of what we both really love is going to try the restaurants, check out the bars. Yeah. And, the, and also going to the side that you were just talking about, getting to meet the people who run these businesses, yeah. you know? Getting to meet the restaurateurs, the the chefs, the the bartenders, you know everybody down who who the employees who work there. So it, it really is cool to meet meet the community, even outside of this market. You know the Raleigh market, the Charleston market, the Charlotte market, other markets that we're going to look at. Yeah, it's it's neat to meet people out there, get their take on because those are all bigger markets than us. Mm-hmm. Get their take on what's going on. Mm-hmm. They've all got Williams on a lot of people's eyes. Um, you know, not just tenant based, but also Housing-based, development-based, everything. There's yep. a lot of people looking at Wilmington, which yeah. has been, you know, it's been a good thing because it reassures us that we're in a good place. But Definitely. it's also like, Definitely. all right, gotta gotta look, you know, the, the, opportun- and, the opportunities now. And that's what I was gonna ask: was are you guys thinking about, um, you know, venturing outside the Wilmington area? It sounds like it sounds like you guys are looking. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, got ties to small towns in in eastern North Carolina, just mm-hmm. being from up there. And I, I think there's potential in, in all these towns. And Definitely. I mean, you see the migration patterns don't change. Everybody's moving from up north, yep. especially pandemic really like lit a fire under that. Mm-hmm. People came down, 
Hurricane Kane, then you're halfway back. North Carolina, South Carolina, are a great spot. Yep. Um, so I think that's right. So I think we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot of, we're seeing the people, the community grow as a whole, but also like that that means that these people are going back there. You know, they're telling people, telling their, telling their aunt, telling their uncles, yep. family members are moving here. Yep. People are trying to bring businesses here, open them here, which is great. You know, it yeah. it, it helps with the ecosystem. Yeah. I'm, I've been, you know, been uh, lucky to be part of the Chamber of Commerce and, yeah. do, and do some work with them. And one of the huge topics that that they're really the front runner of right now is is kind of branding Wilmington as this place where it's not just a vacation place. It's not just like a retirement community. Yeah. We've got thriving, great businesses here. And, um, you know, we're, you know, the, we're trying to, you know, put Wilmington on the map as a place where there's a lot of cool shit going on. I mean, Wilmington's on the map. It, it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, everybody you talk to, yeah. they're like, you know, we want Wilmington is on a lot of people's next place to open the restaurant, bring the business to, or open a satellite office or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. It, 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 it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. But, the, yeah. you know, that, what comes with that is going back to the housing. You know, going back to the place, the space making, like what we're we gonna do, just like in Europe, everybody's gonna live in a mixed use building yeah. at some point. Yeah, so, I don't know. You know, I don't necessarily think that's that's the right fit for North Carolina, but I don't think so. Either. It'll uh, we'll see how it all plays out. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah, just kind of kind of wrapping up here um, in our last last few minutes. You know, you said, you know, one of the things you said at the end was the opportunity to go and meet people mm-hmm. and like learn people. You know, learn different things, get people's different perspectives, yeah. and. You know, as you're saying that, I was kind of realizing, like, this is really, like, a driving factor on why I wanted to start this podcast. Yeah. Because, like, I wanted – it's a great excuse to, like, find somebody that I want to, like, who – like, that guy's cool. Like, I want to, like, talk <laughs> to him. But, it like, he's like, nah, I'm too busy for you. But it's like, hey, like, come on the podcast. All of a sudden, I've got this platform where I get to meet really cool people, talk to cool people, like, learn a lot of cool stuff. I mean, and... it's a great platform. You're doing great. I, <laughs> like I said earlier, first podcast I've ever been on. Yeah, man, dude, you're killing it. You're 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 amazing. <laughs> no, it's been. I mean, it's funny. It, like it's you. I look forward to hearing all the other people, yeah, our guests man. you've had on here. I think it'll be it'll be fun to hear. It'll be fun to see who else, as it builds and grows, who all you get on here. Heck yeah, man! And maybe you know, in a couple of years, if this thing keeps rolling, we'll we'll link back up again and and see where we're both at. Absolutely, whenever. Heck yeah, man. So. Um, if let's say I'm a local business, I'm you know I'm looking for office space, or I want to talk to somebody about like you know how do people get in touch with you? Where do they find you? You got social media, yeah. LinkedIn, so we that got kind of a, stuff. You know, we have our Bottle Works social media. We okay. have um, which is Bottle Works ILM. Okay. Um, that's on Instagram. We have a Parastream Instagram, which is Parastream. Yep. Um, I think reaching out best way to do it is info at ParastreamDevDev.com. And, you know, anybody who's looking for the spaces in the bottle works or anything, you know, moving forward, if we see a need for it, we're going to go find the place and create the space for it. Heck, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for, for coming on. I really no, appreciate, I appreciate you it. kind of taking the leap. I was like, hey, come on. <laughs> and you're like, what's it about? I was like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I took out the text messages. And, and, and sorry that happened. But, but glad it all worked out. Heck appreciate yeah, having man. me. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in to another episode. And uh, thanks, Sandy, for coming on. Go get it, guys. Keep the dream alive. Enjoy life and uh, go build some stuff.